Welcome to From Local to Global, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast series produced by Koshy's Business Builders, where we chat with business innovators across the ecosystem to uncover the secrets behind their success. From Local to Global is proudly supported by World First. World First, the smart way for business to collect, convert and make payments globally. Importers save on international payments with money transfers up to eight times cheaper than the banks. Exporters open local currency accounts around the world quickly and for free. Hi gang, it's Koshi here and today I'm talking with renowned chef Nino Zaccali. Now, Nino is the mastermind behind the restaurant Pendolino in Sydney Strand Arcade. It's one of Australia's most awarded restaurants. It got its first chef's hat near Nino opened, would you believe? And he's held on to that honour for the past 11 years in a row. It's a pretty impressive pedigree and Nino's here today to talk us through how he built up the brand and how he's been faring during COVID-19. Nino Zakali, welcome to uh, this podcast. Hi, David. Great to have you here. Tell us about the business story behind Pendolino. What was the inspiration? Originally, we were kind of fell in love with the building, to be honest. We had the restaurant concept, which was was a sort of a mixed concept for a, a cafe uh, and a pretty high-end restaurant and, and, a, and a retail food store, which was really all about promoting super premium extra virgin olive oil that's made in Australia. So for well over a decade, we've been here doing that and it's been a great pleasure. It's been tricky, different times. The light rail in recent years is very, very difficult for us to deal with. And um, and then we just got out of that a couple of months and then bang, straight into COVID. Yeah. Look, the restaurant game is such a fickle game to start with. Then you layer on COVID and um, the construction of the light rail, which disrupted all of Sydney CBD. What's been the secret to getting through that and the longevity of Pendolino? Well, I guess... We're pretty disciplined how we run our business in terms of cost management as well. Uh, we have a specific, very sort of boutique wine program where we import the large majority of wine we sell directly from family-owned boutique wineries, primarily in Italy, but also in Champagne in France. So that's a really big creative part of what we do. It's amazing to have these direct relationships with such premium producers of wine. And it's also been a very important margin-building thing for us so typically the restaurant industry operates on very low margin very low in australia and 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 low globally but probably margins are slimmer here than in most countries so for us it was really about creating a margin buffer i'm a i'm a disciple of warren buffett and really you need to have margin otherwise you can't live through these shocks when they happen as an individual though an entrepreneur an individual business owner what what have you found to be the most challenging things for you and also the most rewarding moments? I guess, I mean, COVID's its own discussion in itself. And I'd probably say with COVID, you just have to say, I think the response from the government's been pretty extraordinary. Uh, there are, you know, you could say that there's zombie businesses out there that are, that are still in existence because of, um, because of JobKeeper and, and the, you know, the other rebates and, and, and financial assistance of the government. But, a lot of good businesses wouldn't be there if it wasn't for that support. And so I think 
COVID's really, really different. And I think the big question mark is what does the recession look like? Is the recession coming? Is the government going to stimulate or not? And to what degree out of that? I mean, and probably the overarching concern that everyone's got is really around getting some answers around some health solutions. I mean, that's you can't really work on rebooting an economy properly, I don't think, until there's some serious breakthroughs in treatment. That's really challenging at the moment. And I think a lot of people like myself kind of describe the current state is like a suspended animation, if you like, and we're, everyone's not really concerned about what's happening next week, but we're really concerned about what's going to happen in the next six months, 12 months, 18 months. Look, in terms of the general restaurant industry and challenges, I'd have to say um, that uh, it's it's human resources probably been the most challenging. You know, we've, we've, we've lived through what you'd have to describe as um, a similar change in the Australian society and, and basically Aussie kids are really not interested in hospitality jobs that much anymore. Uh, if they are, it's only for a very short period of time. And businesses are largely run on temporary uh, visa um, workers and it's just got tighter and tighter and tighter, um, which has been really, really difficult. What about for you personally, for Nino? How have you how, how have you coped with all of this? How do you um, de-stress, if you like? How do you, in in very stressful times, um, how do you cope with that and being nimble and and being positive and entrepreneurial? For me, it's it's exercise. Really, is I do a fair bit of road cycling, and that's really what's kept me really sane particularly through the COVID bit Uh, it's been really really it has been really stressful and every day you've got to really recalibrate your thinking and you know no matter how bad it gets there's usually opportunity there personally the there is nothing better to really set your thinking straight nothing better than than aerobic exercise for me okay um let's get back to the business in in these challenging times um, how important is it, has it been having global elements to your business? Because you're not just a restaurant. As you were explaining earlier, you've, you've got this niche in olive oil, um, niche in quality Italian wines, that importing, exporting of goods and Italian products. Has that been a good diversification for you? We were uniquely positioned, I guess. When COVID sort of first hit, we were badly positioned in some respect because we're not in the suburbs we're not close to our core um, client base actually lives most of them don't live in the cbd Mm. so for us to pivot to a takeaway model was um, really difficult so before the restaurants were opened up again we were um, about to roll out a delivery model not using one of the traditional platforms because if it's off the back of an existing restaurant those things can be profitable for some people but for the vast majority if it's just coming out of a just a dark kitchen let's say and with no other revenue streams the the margins are just way too high for us Takeaway or or delivery was really really difficult right in the beginning because of the fact that we're at the top of you know the Strand Arcade. Mm. We actually had an online store as part of our restaurant website, um, which was a wine store and an olive oil store. That was kind of sitting there. We'd never really done much with that because we were very busy running restaurants, and that was our that's really our core business. 
But when COVID hit, you know, I had some friends counselling me on, you know, on really this opportunity that was probably there given that there was a massive grocery boom that happened. We really promoted our online wine store. We put up more products. We have a very filtered database of about 18,000 people and we're doing little videos as well. Our group sommelier, Christian Cassadin, would do at least one a week talking about wines and talking about the winery. And that was crazy, actually, when the first few weeks, it just went nuts. Um, of course, it was never going to substitute for, for the normal revenue that we'd earn in, in the restaurants, but we were really surprised. You know, it went from sort of like zero sales to $15,000 in the first week, $20,000 yep. in the second week, and, and sort of sat there for a few weeks. It's all sort of plateaued out and fallen away from that as sort of restaurants have gone back to normal. It was a really bad time, but there was really interesting insights that we were gaining as well, just by virtue of the crazy times we were living in mm. and people were all buying online and yeah. looking at different things. And and, and, a, and a handy new revenue line uh, going into the future yeah. when things get back to some sort of semblance of normal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we already have a program of wine events that we do through the year, but we probably need to integrate them more now with our retail offer and really coordinate the way we communicate through the year through that retail online channel which we never did before. And it's also made us think about engaging more and more Australian wineries. But this is going to probably be a way where we'll do more more events mm. with them related to our specific wine offers, which is kind of really awesome because we can do stuff inside uh, our premises, sort of inside of the bricks and mortar, and then really extend specific offers and special offers. Right. Look, when you when you talk to a lot of successful businesses, it, no matter what industry they're in, um, success all boils down to the business processes that they've got in place to enable their growth. It's it's logistics, it's um, uh, producers, suppliers, uh, in your case, um, foreign exchange as well. Um, what business processes are key to you and your growth and 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 success? I guess for I agree with everything you've just said, and that's exactly what's happened with us as well so we're pretty meticulous about um, the way we run our business and particularly uh, the cost management so we we like what we do with wine we also have very specific relationships with some of australia's best primary producers and that gives us premium produce and we, we're able to build stronger margin into what we do because of our direct relationships and so procurement really really important to our model and we've got to be really disciplined in terms of how we do that you know, the restaurant industry is full of a lot of really talented artists, really, who uh, a lot of them have don't have a great deal of understanding of the commercial side of business. I was probably fortunate in the sense that I did an undergraduate degree in economics before I become mm. a chef. It's really a challenging business. Yeah, and you have to deal uh, particularly with so many in, imported goods, a layer, layers like foreign exchange management as well. Well, that comes into it as well. I guess what we've learned with that is... You can address that. You just need to have, it, have adequate time to be able to address that. I mean, currency fluctuations is the big issue. In the early part of our importation, it was pretty easy because the Australian dollar was appreciating a lot. And so you were just picking up margin without doing anything. When it goes the other way, which is what's happened in recent years, then it gets really, really tricky um, because basically every time the dollar drops it's, it's margins so you really have to address your pricing and for us it's at least a three-month lead time so there's a buffer of time for us to address our pricing locally and in, it's important that 
what I call ranging on your products here. You need to be able to bring entry-level products in. You need to have them. That's the real tricky bit in managing foreign exchange in Australia. We're in ability, we have an ability to change pricing pretty pretty quickly. There's no real concern that there'll be, you know, the same product will be on the market somewhere being, you know, sold under you know as a distressed asset at mm. any time or, or anything like that so the so there's a there's an issue with pricing uh nino it's been fascinating to to chat with you a wonderful restaurant but also a wonderful business behind it thanks for joining us great pleasure thank you very much and that's it for from local to global small business success stories thanks for listening from local to global small business success stories is proudly supported by world first World First, the smart way for business to collect, convert and make payments globally. Importers save on international payments with money transfers up to eight times cheaper than the banks. Exporters open local currency accounts around the world quickly and for free.